I think failure sounds like like it's the end of the world, um, such a full stop kind of thing. But it's not really. Um, you just kind of transition from from one insurance business to to another type of insurance business, and it's all just a it's all just a journey. It's not really that you know one stopped and then the next one started. It's there's always overlap there, and it's it's all about the total experience and the lessons you learn from each thing. Hello, you're listening to Working Out, a podcast discussing the journey towards doing what you love. On the show, we discuss our own experiences in creating our passion-based businesses. So how are you? Um, yeah, I'm good. It's been a quiet week. No drama. No dramas. Need to go out and seek some excitement. How, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good, yeah. Just, uh, just working away. Loads of uh, loads of work. Not much drama here either. Same. That's it. I am. Um, I handed in my notice for my co-working space, so I'm back to the home office. All right. How did that go? It felt like I was leaving a job. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was quite scary. To that must be how people feel when they hand in their their notice at work. Um, mm-hmm. But I just need to to cut some overheads and. You know, that's the first thing to go, really. I don't need to go and work elsewhere on external premises when I have everything I need in my mm-hmm. own home office. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm and sure we'll have some interesting discussions in the future about cabin fever and going crazy. Yeah, definitely. I've got some got some thoughts on that, on, uh, especially after working from home for for a couple of years. It's, uh, yeah, it can send you a little crazy. Yeah, Need some crazy. Uh, so what are we talking about today? Failure. But I don't want... So we're talking about failure today, but I don't want it to be a really depressing episode where we're talking about mm-hmm. losing everything, losing your house, living on the street with your kids. That's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I certainly have seen a trend in the web trivializing failure there's a lot of talk about failure um where the web is almost encouraging it and really supporting the notion of it and i touched upon this when i spoke at dot york it was part of my talk about i had a few quotes as well um failure is not the worst outcome mediocrity is that was i think that was the dropbox founder that said that mm-hmm. Fail often so you can succeed sooner. I'm not sure who said that. I think everybody does. But really, I have seen this trend where um, failure has been trivialized. And the truth is, of course, valuable lessons can be learned from our failures. But we're really passionate about what we do. We're passionate about our work. Um, I take my work very seriously. So if and when I do experience failure, it's a massive deal and I take it very personally and I'm sick of seeing people on the web saying yeah go out there and fail whatever just fail all the time it's not that bad being mediocre is worse no can we can we please stop that have you seen that trend too or am I imagining yeah I mean that's yeah it's not not just the web it's the whole um you know startup culture and and um and kind of everything nowadays is the kind of modern uh, business attitude is um, about failing and failing often and, and it's okay to fail and 
I mean, I think it's just we've gone kind of overboard with, with you know, trying to say that, that failing is okay um, when it is a big deal. But I think we should be focusing more, I think, on the positive aspect of this. So really what we're saying is that you should be trying more. So if you, if you do fail, uh, you should be trying something else like not giving up. I think that's the kind of... Uh, message like the the positive side of it and and not letting failure uh, tie you down but rather than but still you know you should be trying to succeed instead of I think the whole you know you should feel you should feel uh, feeling is okay that kind of makes it a little bit I don't know yeah I think it should be taken a bit more seriously and and I'm not in I'm not in total agreement with this this overuse of uh, of the word failure and that failure is a good thing. No, I hate it. I want to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a really kind of healthy, really healthy discussion that I've seen around failure is actually from a guy called, do you know, Adi? He has a really funky surname, so I'm not going to attempt to say it, but he used to call himself Adi Rockstar. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I really enjoy reading his blog because he talks quite openly about this kind of thing, but he does it from a very healthy perspective. So he doesn't, you know, encourage people to go out there and fail. But basically, Adi was the founder of Woo Themes, which he obviously experienced massive success with. I think that Woo Themes really paved the way for the whole WordPress theme community. I'm pretty sure they did. Um, but he's been there so many years and decided to to leave with themes and pursue his own thing and, and build another business. But of course, now that he's had one successful business under his belt, the kind of the odds are against him. Like, what are the chances of building two very successful businesses? And he he talks about this. He launched his new business um, public beta or beta, however you want to say it. Beta. Sure. I say beta. But anyway, I'm going to say beta. So he launched his new business, Public Beta. And you you have to read his his blog. It's so refreshingly honest. Um, He wrote this post about pressing pause on his, his new business because it just didn't start in the way that he had really expected it to. Not talking about traction. He said that the numbers were okay and he was due to turn a profit pretty soon, but mm-hmm. he felt like it was a failure because of his whole headspace where he was at. He'd just come from one really successful business. I think he was feeling a bit burnt out. He was experiencing a lot of fatigue and he found himself all over the place. He'd pivoted the business three times um, his blog is a really good, refreshing honesty on the whole failure thing as opposed to what everybody else seems to be doing, which is encouraging people to fail. I would recommend actually going and and reading reading his his blog, but it kind of ties into what we mentioned last week too, which was about how we do tend to on one side of the fence we've got people going talking about failing as if it's no big deal on the other side we've got all this fascination around celebrating the overnight success story mm-hmm. and last week i said that we need more of a focus on the the true journey and reality and ad's blog is is pretty much the perfect example of that 
but the reality behind running a business, the ups and the downs of it. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? Uh, I don't think so. I'm definitely going to read it, and we'll put it in the show notes, the the link. For sure, but he's really good at encouraging people to to um, to try, to, to keep on trying and to push forward with your success and, and um, instead of trivialising the whole things aren't quite working out. Mm, yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. I want to know how how you define failure, Paddy. What would you consider? Have you ever come up to a point in your career where you've thought, I really failed at that? I guess, um, I mean, when you talk about failure, it's more um, when I first think of uh, failure in, you know, startups, it's it's when they come up with an idea for a product or a service and they, they launch it and they uh, go along for a while and they get users and people are using it and then um, they don't get enough uh, money to, to keep it going and then the, the business eventually kind of fails and um, that's what first comes to my mind. But uh, I haven't really done done anything like that i've i've launched my own products and stuff but they've never been it's never been uh something that i have to live off uh so it's 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 not that they kind of uh imploded or anything uh when i think about failure and maybe maybe like in in projects so if you have uh when i have design projects um for a client and there are certain, you know, when a, when a project kind of fails, there's, there are different types of failure within a project. But I think if you, if it's not accomplishing the, the goal you set out at the very beginning of what what you want to achieve with this project and, um, you don't, uh, what you eventually ship isn't that, um, I mean, that's, I would consider that a failure. And I've, I've had that with, with projects as well when, uh, when things have gone wrong or, or um, there have been some some drastic changes and the the end product isn't really what you what you started out making and failure on my part um, I, I always think of uh, I always consider it a kind of failure when do you know if you're so if you're designing for for a client and um, they're making you're giving them advice on i really think we should do this and they're they're unwilling to listen to your opinion or they they dismiss your opinion then they go with whatever they thought anyway and it's kind of your job as a designer to to um give them you know your advice and guide them along the correct path but i've had projects where it's just not happening at all and no matter what you say it's it's um you can't get your your point across and they you you kind of have to you end up in a position where you're just making whatever they uh they think of and then you kind of you know lose enthusiasm for the project and uh that always feels like a kind of failure um i always feel like i've failed in the project whenever that sort of thing happens yeah do do you not include that work in your portfolio then at that point do you just kind of do do what it is they've asked you to do and then move on from it uh, probably, yeah, that would be the stuff, stuff I've done in the past where, where I've really not been proud of the finished product or, um, for other reasons, the project wasn't, um, 
yeah, showcaseable. Yeah, that usually I'd say projects that that are kind of I would consider a failure. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't show them off in my portfolio. I I choo- really carefully choose what's in my portfolio to just be the to just be the kind of stuff I want to do more of. So I uh, I choose particular illustration work or iOS apps um, that I really enjoy doing and I love the finished product. But maybe more importantly, I want to do more of those things. So that's the stuff I put in there. So people, when future clients see it, um, see the work there and they're looking for a certain type of uh, style or, or something, they they see that I've already done something similar. And so that's the, usually the stuff that makes it into my portfolio or, or kind of, you know, unique stuff or stuff that's kind of was special to work on. But if a client comes to you um, for for work and you you present them with what it is you've done and they're like, no, 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 we have something way more specific in mind and and end up having to just go down, even though you're giving them your professional opinion as a designer, you have to end up going down whatever route it is they wanted to. Do you take that personally? Does that hurt you personally? I mean, you, you, I'm certainly passionate about my work and that's why I'm in this uh, industry and uh, I do the stuff that I do. I'm passionate about it. And yeah, you get invested in, you get invested in client projects um, and get attached to them. And there's always, if a project is, is kind of ruined for various other reasons or the budget's not there or uh, whatever, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, you're sad that it, that it didn't turn out the way you wanted. But I mean, it's all about, it's all about, um, you know, having good communication with the client from the very start and finding out what exactly they, they're wanting. And, and I always try to communicate with my clients up front and say, uh, I'm not going to just, you know, uh, make whatever you make whatever you want. I'm going to give you my opinion back about a certain feature or product that um, I'm going to give you my opinion on what I think about it, whether it agrees with yours or not. Or if I think we're going in a wrong direction, I'll tell you because that's, you know, so much more valuable than, than just me agreeing with whatever they come up with because they're hiring you as a, as a professional, you know, for your professional opinion. So I try and do that at the start, which kind of avoids hopefully avoids um surprises coming up where the client you know was saying this is not what i expected and you know showing them stuff constantly i don't go away for a month and then come back with the finished product or anything i you know every little iteration i i go along i can uh, i share them with the client and keep them keep them up to date so all that stuff kind of helps as well avoiding situations where um you know it's not what the client expected. Yeah, but you see, photography is a little bit different because in most situations you only have one opportunity to take a photograph. Yeah. And um, weddings specifically, gosh, you just can't recreate a wedding. And if a client came to me and said, I mean, it breaks my heart even to think about this in a hypothetical sense, but if a client came to me and said, we're really unhappy with our wedding photos. Mm-hmm. I would, I think I'd die, Paddy. I I would take that. I mean, that would be a massive failure for me. And I would probably be so afraid of taking on more work and doing more weddings because you just can't afford to mess somebody's wedding photos up. You can't afford to, to do it wrong. And it's not like with your work where 
you, you, you don't disappear for a month and come back and say, here's the finished product. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. I have to disappear for a month and edit the photos and come back and say, well, hey, here it is. Mm-hmm. If, if they turned around and said, oh, we're not happy um, with, for whatever reason, then I think I would lock myself away in my office and and cradle myself back and forth. I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would take it very personally. It would kill me. And I think that if that happened, it would terrify me to shoot somebody else's wedding, you know? That's quite a scary prospect. Yeah, it's something in my in my work. I mean, it's it's all about little iterations and and yeah, you can deliver something that the client's not happy with, but you can fix it. Um, whereas, yeah, if you you shot the photographs on on the day um, and that's not what they expected, that's kind of then. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, there's no oh gosh, no other let's move on. I don't <laughs> want to think about that. Um, okay. But do you know what the thing is, though? It probably is inevitable at some point. It probably is. Because I've seen it, no matter how careful you are with your work, at some point you might do something wrong or you might get a client who's kind of impossible to keep mm-hmm. happy. I don't know. So we'll I'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. But um, kind of going back to the whole startup thing surrounding failure mm-hmm. and 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 how to define failure. I read this, it's a bit of old news now, but I read this really interesting article on The Verge, which chronicled the failure of Everpix, the Mm -hmm. shutdown and closure of Everpix, Everpix, which was kind of touted as the world's best photo startup. So first of all, have you read that? Uh, I have, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember reading it when it came out. Yeah, I find this really interesting because they obviously built this app. I've never used it myself, but from reading the article, this app was a huge success in terms of having very, very happy users. Um, had a great team building it. The product had so many rave reviews. It seemed on course to being. I mean, it was turning over money. It seemed on course to being this big success. But ultimately, what its downfall was, was the overheads. It must be very expensive to, it must be hugely expensive to to host a, an, a photo app. Yeah. But would you define that as a failure? So yes, they had a great product. Yes, they were turning over money. Yes, they had this really happy customer base, but it was their overheads that let them down. That's a funny one, isn't it? Is that a failure? Um, I guess so. I mean, it's not just about getting users and, and uh, creating something that they love and keeping them happy is, is only a part of the the whole business. Um, I mean, keeping the lights on as well is, is, uh, is a huge part of it. Were you a, Were you a user as well? No, I've I've never used it. But I read some really interesting comments about it. Um in the comments people had kind of noticed looking at their their figures and stuff that the the team were paying themselves a hundred thousand pounds a year oh, really? wage wage wise. So like somebody said, if they'd halved their wages then it would have doubled their runway and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of um it's kind of crazy. But maybe yeah. that's normal in the startup world. Um, but I just wasn't sure if if that would be considered a failure because they did have this great product. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, uh, you know, how 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 long do you have to go or how far do you have to go before 
like if you're if the business ends then is that a failure but i mean what if you were around for for 20 years i mean what's yeah what counts as a as a failure i'm kind of thinking about um my so my my kind of goal here is is to move from transition from client work over into doing my own stuff and doing um like uh full-time just making uh, uh apps for the, making my own apps and making the the kid kids apps and uh, maybe some um uh, children's books and and that sort of stuff and doing that full-time so that's kind of a there's risk there and um i know i can if it doesn't work out and I don't, I can't make enough money from these products to, to sustain me. I can always go back to client work. So it's not, um, uh, for me in my, in my little, uh, little goal that I'm working on right now, the, the, uh, feeling in it isn't, isn't hopefully going to be the, the end of the world. And I think that's a big, uh, that's a big factor in this, uh, you know, everybody should fail and fail often. And, and all of this is because it's really most of the time inexpensive to, to fail. So to create a little startup, uh, with two or three guys working on a little, uh, fun app idea and getting it out there and getting a lot of users. I mean, you can do that, uh, without putting a lot of money into it. So, I mean, if it doesn't work out, then there's no, there's not such a big loss. Whereas, you know, compared to setting up a, uh, a business you know 30 years ago um and you know you'd have to get a shop and get production yeah maybe it's kind of because there's so much digital stuff um digital products now uh it's so inexpensive to set up a little um a little business building apps and there's not so much risk so that also contributes to this you know being encouraged to fail all the time because it's it's kind of viewed as not not such a big deal. But something you just said there about how different it is now to start up a business than it was 30 years ago. Um, I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing now, how easy it is to start up a business because the ease of it and how low the overheads can be possibly means that we all run into it blindly without actually really planning things and thinking everything through whereas 30 years ago I bet they thought about every little thing which mm -hmm. could possibly have minimized their chance of failure so maybe it's actually a bad thing that we have how easy it is to just run into to, to start something up now I, I don't know I think because the barrier was maybe a lot higher back in the day um that stopped so many people from actually trying anything so I think it's, I mean, I think it's great now that, that you can just, uh, put together, you know, a couple of guys and, and make some, make some apps or, or some digital product and, and just get it out there really quickly and inexpensively and just, you know, putting the work in and you don't need so much investment sometimes. And you can really quickly, you know, start something up that, that could potentially turn into a full-time business for you. And I mean, I think that's that's fantastic that we live in a world now where you, where you can do that. But I think if the barrier was a lot higher, um, then more people wouldn't try that. So I think it's all the, it's definitely, I try and look at it more on the positive side of trying, um, rather than the negative, you know, don't worry about failing and you should fail 
I think it's just the message that we're sending out there with when you hear in talks about when you hear at conferences and people talking about um, that you should fail. I think they should be more um, concentrating on the that you should keep trying or try your hand at something else or um, yeah, it's all stepping stones. Mm-hmm. Every it, there, there's a cliche quote somewhere about how failure is a stepping stone, and I used it in my talk. Okay. <laughs> So you've talked about failure um, to people. Like, did you did you get any feedback from, uh, yeah. from people about that? Yeah, because it's so so common that I mean, I did my talk to I think I think it was about two hundred people, and so many of them are small business owners or have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And so many people approached me afterwards and said, "I've been there. I've been, I've been. You know, I've had the the business fail. Um, I didn't manage." cash flow effectively or just something so many people have been there before but failure is it's not black and white there are so many varying degrees of it and it's difficult to know it's def- I find it quite difficult to say exactly if something has failed um did my last business fail well effectively I would say it did because I didn't take it to where I wanted to go. The figures were decreasing every year by, I think it was 20, was it 20% or 25%? The figures were decreasing every year. And if you looked, if you looked at that on one of those line charts, then it would Mm -hmm. be a downward spiral. And that's what no business wants. And if it continued to follow that pattern, then figures would dry up altogether. So I would certainly say that my last business failed, but Part of my talk was about instead of focusing on that and feeling depressed about it and feeling ashamed and embarrassed, um, I took so many wonderful things away from my last business. Um, Most notably, I learned how to program because of my last business, which is a hugely empowering talent, talent, skill. It's a hugely empowering skill to have because now when I have ideas, I can make them come to fruition so mm-hmm. quickly um people took a real interest in my work and i kind of became a public speaker you know i was speaking at at um colleges or universities or at meetups and at conferences um and i discovered that i had this passion in the web which has led to a whole host of of projects and and that i've been involved in so all of these amazing things did arise from the business even if the business didn't get to where I wanted it to be so many good things came from it that it's quite difficult to look at it and consider it a complete failure when I took so many wonderful things away from it so yeah it's kind of like what you said about how you should focus on the positive Mm -hmm. Of, of um, instead of focusing on the negative that you failed, you can focus on the positive because there are yeah you do learn valuable lessons from failure. You do yeah. Um, I mean, that's, yeah that's what it's all about. The the is learning the the lessons and and it's not just that you tried something, um, you tried a business and it failed and then you're a failure. I mean that you learned a ton of stuff out of that and it's you have to look onto the uh, the next step and the next thing you're trying and you're. You know, using the lessons that you learned uh, that you learned last time, and that's what you are doing, right? Because uh, you you pivoted from uh, from an insurance business um, that you were, 
yeah, not comfortable with, but then you created one aimed at, um, you know, small, uh, small agencies and designers and creatives, um, insurance for them that you, because you had entered into this, um, entered into this world of, of, um, so through your past business, you'd entered into this, you know, the, the web, web design creative, uh, world. And then you got to know about it and you got experience with development. So you, you learned that experience. So now you know how to sell insurance to those people. And that's what you're going to, you're going to try now. But I think the important thing is that you're trying something else and it's not, you're not yeah. just giving up and then, okay, you know? Yeah. You've, you've hit the nail in the head there because through my last business, I, I was exposed to this audience that I'm now trying to sell insurance to. And my new business could, it could be a huge success Mm-hmm. But that would never have happened if it wasn't for my last business, which didn't work out. So this new business is a product of my last business, if if that makes sense. It's yeah. only arisen because of that. And you actually see so many people. I'm, I can't even think of any individual examples, if I'm honest, but I do. I know so many people who run incredibly successful businesses now, but they have had past failures. They have come from businesses that failed and they've went on to to run successful businesses. It does actually seem to be a bit of a pattern. Hopefully I fit into that pattern. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you can name anybody who started up their first business, uh, on day one and it was a huge success and they never, they never had any, had any failures. Maybe failure is just not the the right word. It's kind of, uh, you know, challenges or, or, yeah, I don't know what the what the correct word would be, but um, I think failure sounds like like it's the end of the world, um, such a full stop kind of thing. But it's not really. Um, you just kind of transition from from one insurance business to to another type of insurance business, and it's all just a it's all just a journey. It's not really that you know one stopped and then the next one started. It's there's always overlap there, and it's. It's all about the total experience and the lessons you learn from each thing. And in the stuff that I'm going to do and trying to set up my own projects for, for a living and, and you setting up your the insurance by Jack, I mean, we're going to have things that are going to go wrong uh, and there's going to be big challenges and, and the stuff that, that doesn't go the way we thought it would. But, I mean, you can't really look at them as, as failures. Uh, they're just, you know, bumps in the road. So yeah, it's just failure is just a kind of ugly word that's just being thrown about uh, willy nilly, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of dangerous word because you don't want to put people off. I, I'm guessing that's the the goal of these people who are over overusing the word failure and telling you should fail, 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 fail. They're trying to say you should not give up and just try and move on to the next thing, but the word failure just sounds so uh, sounds so harsh and and i think just the the message that you're sending out there just needs to be tweaked a bit rather than you know just being careful using the word failure you're absolutely right it is such a harsh word gosh um no you're right but i just want to read this one paragraph from Kyle Steed wrote about failure recently just before I gave my talk on failure, actually. And I just thought it was a great paragraph. I'm going to read it. Are you ready, Paddy? I'm ready. 
Let's be honest, failure is an option. Sometimes failure can even be just as important as succeeding. Not to say we should ever focus on failing or even be happy when we do fail, but it's definitely worth reflecting on why it happened and what we can learn from it. And I just thought that was great because he was right. You shouldn't ever focus on it. And when it does happen to you, you're not going to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. But it's all about reflecting on it and, like you said, taking something positive from it. You've been listening to Working Out. If you have feedback for us, you can email us on info at workingoutpodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at Working Out Show. Bye.